Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipshire. I'm here with my main man, Tanner Santucci. And guys, if you're if you're not looking at the screen right now, we have the goat in the building. The goat is in the building, Mr. Jamil Damji. Welcome to the Wholesale Elite Podcast, sir. How are you? I'm fantastic, brother. Happy to be here. I'm loving your podcast and I think it's a great concept and I'm honored that you guys asked me to be a part of it. Absolutely. Well, we're definitely honored that you took the time uh, out of your data to, to join us and to drop some, some golden nuggets. And, you know, I, I was, I was on your show fairly recently and I was able to share my story, which I was yeah. super grateful for that. It's really cool to hear it. I was actually listening to it this morning in the shower, like, man, this is trippy hearing myself on a podcast, but um, I thank you for giving me that opportunity to, to tell that story to the moon is super is fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. To the, to the moon is the name of the show for anyone who uh, isn't aware. Um, it's one of uh, Jamil's mini podcasts where he um, essentially has students from, from his uh, astro flipping uh, um, mentorship uh, community program coaching um, on to talk about all their successes and, and what's been, you know, what's, what's been happening in their life. And so it was really cool to be on there. And man, to have you on this show is, is going to be uh, exciting for us because I've always, man, I've, I've wanted to, to, to climb in, into your brain and, <laughs> and ask you a ton of questions that I really couldn't ask you, you know, on, on our coaching calls. Cause I don't want to take up the time. So <laughs> this is, this is going to be a lot of fun. Great. I was telling Tanner that, you know, ordinarily these, these, these shows, we really want to kind of find the person's origin story and, and really dive in and ask all those questions. But, you know, you, you did a great episode a while back with uh, Max Maxwell, where you, where you told your story. And then more recently, I haven't seen it yet, but I saw your, your post about, there's another uh, podcast that you did recently um, where you, where you told your story, I'm assuming a little more in depth. Um, and so, for this one, I'm thinking that Tanner and I can be a little selfish and do do something different and actually almost get like a live coaching session uh, on on wax. And so we're definitely still going to dive into a lot of mind mindset stuff, but I want people to understand what it's like to be coached by you. You know, I want people, I want the listeners to really get a good feeling of what it's like when you actually have a mentor that won't bullshit you. You know, that will tell you straight up um, and and one that you can be real with, you know, and one you don't feel like you have to bring this false person to the table um, because you're you're best when people come to you naked, you know, which is wide. Open. Yeah. Um, and so that that's where we are, brother. So I'd like to uh, Tanner. I, I don't I know I, I didn't give you much of a of a heads up on on I'm this just vibing. Don't worry about me. That's, that's what's up, man. I'd like to first off, Jamil, just kind of get to know wh what's your morning routine like. So it's uh it's really structured. <laughs> it okay. you know pace, pace and I travel around the country a lot, and so the uh, my the time of my morning routine has to adjust depending on where I am in the country or what's happening in the day. But the things that I do in the morning are just non negotiable. I do the same thing every morning, every day, and. Um, and it sets me up for the day. And if I don't, if for whatever reason, one of these things is missing, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm off, I'm, I'm off for the rest of the day and it doesn't feel good. And I'm, I, I don't enjoy it. So 
first things first, you know, I wake up in the morning and uh, before I even typically open my eyes, like I'll, 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 my eyes will probably like jotto at six hours into in after I, I fall asleep. I'm up. Can't sleep longer than six hours any night. So the at the six hour point, I don't even typically need an alarm. I I'm up and I'll typically reclose my eyes. And just for a moment, I give thanks. I just give thanks for the day, for the breath, for life and, and waking up another one not having passed on, you know, due to heart attack or some other weird thing that could happen to you while you sleep. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, grateful for the, for the, for the another, for the next day. And then I set an intention, you know, I set an intention for the day. And, and for me, it's usually to align with the highest level of consciousness that I have that, that's available to me. And, 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 that, and that's, I know that might sound like, oh, that's really like, you know, uh, ambiguous, but it's not, you know, I, I, I believe in levels of consciousness. I think we all have different and, and can, and can live in and, and live through and talk through and be on different levels of consciousness throughout a day. And your level of consciousness will fluctuate throughout the entire day. Right. Hmm. So to give you an example of like what a level of consciousness is, if you're, in joy and gratitude in happiness and and you're just feeling light and you're at a high level of consciousness something could happen and you know it's like somebody could step on your toe or somebody could cut you off but you're just so elated in everything that's happening in your life that it wouldn't even phase you it couldn't even like adjust you because right. your level of consciousness is vibrating and escalating at a high level. Whereas you may be at a lower level of consciousness where you are feeling discombobulated or grouchy and, and negative and something could happen, like someone cut you off in traffic and you could turn into a road rage incident, you know? And Absolutely. so the same person can be at multiple levels of consciousness. And we fluctuate on these levels of consciousness throughout a day. And so it's important to know that. And for me, I want to align to the highest level of consciousness available to me at any given time. So that's the one, you know, that's the intention I set, right? And then I will take some breaths. I'll just follow my breath and just get in my body, feel the tension. I, you know, I wake up sore every day. I've been in multiple car accidents. And so my body is not the most enjoyable place to be sometimes <laughs> and i just put attention on the soreness i put attention into the joints that aren't feeling you know awesome and i just love on them i just let that attention sit in there for a moment and you know while i adjust and crack and and you know crickle and all the things that you do <laughs> and um once that's done that's when i hop out of bed right and you know i do my normal bathroom things. And at, typically I like to multitask. So when that's happening, I have a vision board in front of my toilet, oddly enough. And I stare at that for a couple of minutes and, and I just get right with my goals. I get right with what my purpose and what I've been trying to accomplish for the last few years has been. And that vision board hasn't changed in the last few years. And I see it every single day. sun bleached now because there's a window in my little commode room. Um, and, uh, it's sun bleached from just having been there for so long. Once that's done, 
I head over into the kitchen. I pour myself a cup of coffee and I get a liter of Fiji water. I get all of my vitamins that I take in the in supplements in the morning and I drink the liter of water because that water is incredibly important to just lubricate the rest of the day. Um, and get Fiji's your water too. Oh, pardon so me. Fiji is the best water. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I believe in high quality water. I think it's important that you don't drink tap water. I think, you know, if you've ever watched any documentaries on the memory that water has, the molecule itself can hold a lot of memory and the process and the path that the water can take to get from wherever it's coming from to your glass is really important. Has it gone through a lot of chemical processes? Had it gone through a lot of mechanical processes? Is, is, has it been touched by a lot? The energy and the emotions of the people that it, had, it, that it passed through, is, it, it holds it. And so uh, it's important that your water be as close to the source as possible. And, you know, Fiji, although it's expensive, it, it's delicious. And on top of that, it's bottled at the source and then it finds its way to a box and then, you know, a distributor and then it onto a shelf and then into my house. And so I like to drink high quality water, a liter of it. Um, really important to get that in your body. And um, once that's done, once I've finished the liter of water and the supplements, I put my running shoes on and I head over to the elliptical machine and I start my workout that lasts an hour. And once that is done now, my day starts. So what time do you get up then? If you get, cause that sounds like a long time. So what, I mean, what's yeah. that time frame? So three like? hours before I have to, any, my first thing starts. Gotcha. Were you always a talking about, you know, conscience and mindset and all that stuff? I mean, were you always that type of person growing up or is that something you've adapted from no. over the years? No, it's, the, it's something I learned. It's it, it, it became a part of my reality as I understood more of the reality that we live in. I have, witnessed and experienced some incredible things about this planet and our experience here. And I can tell you the thing that I learned that is the highest truth that I, I, I know to this point is that we just an energy soup. Absolutely. Yep. And we're living in an energy soup. And, you know, even though we feel like it's everything separate and we feel like, you know, we're like kind of alone and we're like these isolated islands of emotions and, and bones we're not. We're really just energy soup. And it's that always. So whatever you are is intermingling with the things that you're coming into contact with. And those things are intermingling with you. And you affect them and they affect you. And so it's important that whatever you are, or whatever energy you're emitting or whatever frequency or vibration you're emitting be the highest level it can be so that you affect things in a, in a more profound way. Cause the way that frequency and vibration work is, is when something's vibrating higher and it comes across something that's vibrating lower. So like say the, the frequency of this vibration is, is escalated, right. Versus something else. Well, you can actually change the vibration of something that's vibrating lower by just being what you are. Mm. And you can you can lift other things with you as you are moving through the world and doing your thing. And so I I think of that. I think and pay attention to that because it has shown me that it's real. Is there a counter to that? Like, could you, if you are vibrating at a high level, but let's say it's not a strong vibration, 
could you be pulled down? I don't by think that you can vibrate at a high level and not be strong. Ah, okay. I think that when you escalate to that point, it's strong. It emits. It's 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 not possible for it for it not to. It can't be weak and it can't be it can't be weak and high at the same time. I see. That's phenomenal. Yeah, that's a good, I, uh, that's a good point. Just to, to kind of piggyback on, on Tanner's question. So I had a conversation with, I want to say his name was Albero. Mm-hmm. Albero. Yeah. Childhood friend of yours. He, he yep. told me um, when, we were, when we were in Phoenix and I was like, bro, I'm just dying to know. I was like, what was Jamil like when you guys were younger? And he's like, he's the same way he is now. Like as far as ambition goes. Yeah. It's just that I was, I was focused in a different direction then. Right. Cause we were all gangsters growing up. We were all little <laughs> G's, you know? And so, um, I was an ambitious person. I, my friends will all say to you, he was going to be something. Um, he always knew that he was gonna, he was destined for the top. Right. And, and that's, that's a fact. I, I don't believe that I ever walked, woke, woke, you know, walked around in the world like, Oh yeah, I'm going to end up a slouch or I'm going to end up just average. You know, I, I, I have a level of self-belief that regardless of what's in front of me, I was going to be the top of, of whatever that was going to be. What do you credit that self-belief uh, or what do you credit, you know, happening in your life to, to, to bring you there? Uh, well, I think initially my, my mom, you know, my mom and my sister, they were always very, my mom's a positive lady, you know, she's a real go-getter, a real ambitious woman. And she just, I mean, not ambitious, like she wanted, she, she was ambitious for the world. She just was like, my mom doesn't sit down, you know, she's still to this day, she moves around, she's 80 years old, she's moving around the house, like, uh, you would just, you'd be like, oh, you'd get tired watching her, you know, she's just, you know, from cooking to cleaning to this to that to laundry to that, you know, she's just going, right? She's for 80 years old, she, you, it, she's phenomenal. My sister too, always believed in me, always thought I was the coolest person. And she always made me believe that anything I put my mind to, I had uh, the ability to accomplish. And even as a child, like I would, I would put my head on, if I got, if I, if I decided I wanted to do something, it, there was no stopping me. And they would, they would recognize that as a, a, a feature of mine growing up, just like, oh, this kid's, he can get obsessed. He can get obsessed and then relentless. And mm. it's absolutely translated into my life today. I get so laser focused that I, I almost it's there and it's to my detriment too. Right. Sure. So I could get focused on something and my entire house could be burning down and I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I know that pain for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but that's also what makes you, you and you, why you're so successful is because not everyone has that focus. Right. And obviously yeah. you you're around, you know, listening to you on other podcasts and, and your coach, the coaching calls and all that, like you explain, you, you know, you and Pace always talk about leveling up the people you're surrounded with. Right. And do you see those people that maybe you look up to? Cause I'm sure there's someone or maybe not even more successful or anything, just someone you look up to in general. Do you, do you see that you're on, you're on their level in terms of focus or is there something you're always trying to improve to get to where they are? Or maybe get, you know, what, the person you look up to is that, you know, I think, 
I think what's funny is that being around people that you would say monetarily maybe are more successful than me, like they've got more money than me or they've got more fame than me or they've got a higher position in business than I do. Um, looking at my qualities and their qualities, the core differences, our target was different. Ooh. Can you explain? Yeah. So I'm at my target. And the problem was, is, is not, not that it's an issue, but like, holy crap, I fucked up. I, I, there was, I, 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 I shot too low. Right. You yeah. know, when, when 2008 happened and I, and I got reset to like negative 2 million, right? And I didn't even go to zero. You know, and most people are like, oh, yeah, I started at nothing. I was like, yeah, I was like minus two million not below nothing. Right. So when I got when I came out of 2008 with a one point eight million dollar judgment against me and I had to crawl out of that. Um, I had a goal to get back everything I lost. Should have had a bigger goal. Because I got it all back and I, and, you know, and a little bit more, but like. If I had really shot and taken, if I had said, yeah, man, my goal is going to be a billion, I'd, ha I'd have it right now. So what's keeping you from getting that billion now? Oh, nothing. I, I got new goals. I have new goals. It's just that the, it takes, everything takes time. Yep, the, sure. I think the other piece that a lot of folks forget is that you, uh, you set a goal and then you, just, you think, oh, yeah, I set a goal and I said that it's going to happen by this time. And that's, that's cute. It's not your timing, <laughs> right? It's never your timing. That's in God's hands. That's in, that's in life's hands. That's in the unfolding of the mystery of this all, you know, that, that is not my decision on when I'm just going to continue to, I'm going to keep my goal and I'm going to continue to show up and I'm going to continue to do the things that are going to push me towards that goal. And I'm, and I'm going to collaborate with my goal and I'm going to have my eyes on the target and I'm going to say yes to the opportunities that I think could get me there. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the necessary steps that I see illumined that are going to push me towards that goal that I've set. And that's, that's what's going to get me there. I think the problem that a lot of people have is that they stick an art, they stick a, a, a personal timeline on it. They're like, Oh, by this time I'm going to have, I'm going to, this is going to happen. And then it doesn't happen by that time. And then they lose, they lose belief in themselves. And then they believe they lose belief in the manifestation process. And then they lose belief in, their uh, ability to achieve and, and, and reach and, and hit goals. And so then, you know what happens? All of that negativity results in a quitting. Yep. So you're saying that when you set goals, you shouldn't put a timeline on it. I mean, I think that you can set some, some like top line goals, high level goals. I don't know that it's, it's, that it's the best thing to, and you could put a time on it just to say, Hey, I'm, I'm sticking a time on it because it, I, I, it's helpful to me, but don't be married to that. And when you, when you blow past that time and it takes longer, that it's going to. Yep. Right. So, so yep. be flexible with yourself. Be flexible and know that, like, yes, you're going to get the things that you're looking for. Yes, you're going to, your, your desires will be met as you collaborate with your desires and push towards them and do the things that are necessary to achieve those things. Cause That's there's true. no, we don't live in a wishing well. Right. Right. We live in a collaborative manifestation universe. You know, where, where you have to do something you've, you can got to create it in your mind. 
you have to have an emotional attachment to that creation and then you have to step towards it and be relentless with stepping towards it and then the the goal being achieved is guaranteed when you uh so you said you have a vision board um and you you also said you have a vision board that's sun bleached you know so it's it's been there for a while yeah can you talk a little bit deeper on the power of vision boards and maybe what what those have done for you and you know yes they're obviously important but how important are they i mean i think it's a it's a tool it's it's not the you you know some people be like i have a vision board and nothing happened like my for instance my wife she's got one she never looks at it i don't even think she knows where it is <laughs> right i'm not saying that to to diminish her goals or like what she but you know i can probably say that that she hasn't accomplished the things that were possibly on there hmm. right so just making a vision board don't ain't nothing hmm. so um i think they're important but the the visuals are great and the visuals are are important to see and to know like oh yeah so this is this is the target this is my target this is my target i'm moving towards my target you still have to focus on them remind yourself of them have that intention to hit those targets and goals and then get unrelenting with how you're going to move towards them I think I think that's the missing link for a lot of folks too is just the oh it's going to take work. Yeah. That's the part, you know. The work yeah. part is just you guys see the amount of of effort I'm putting into life, you know, for people who are tuning in that don't know me much. If you if you paid attention to my social media for a week, I would exhaust you just watching me. Yeah. You'll laugh your ass off too by the way. I try for yeah, that. Yeah, you're too. you're quite the clever guy with some of these ads you're putting out. Come on now. Yeah. They're fun. That They're new good. one you just put out, I saw the picture of it and I was like, what is going on here? Yeah, yeah. What I, is I, we'll see how that one performs. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's awesome. That's awesome. So can you can you kind of talk a little bit more about like what's your what's your goal now, right? Like you said you still have goals. Can you give us an example of maybe what one of those goals would be? Yeah, so one of my goals right now that I haven't hit is is an independence where I I'm moving around the world with my wife. Hmm. And and enjoying time with her and and exploring the relationship that I want to have with her in a at a deeper and and more refined level. Because right now, uh, I'm in I'm in growth fight. I'm in growth phase. I'm in I'm in I'm pushing. You know, I'm like pushing like a two year old right now. You know, like you can't you you can't. I I'm gonna get my way, right? right. So yep. she's not in my way. She's 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 like right now. She's just like go on, you know. Right. She's not she's not trying to be a part she's not trying to be in my way. She's not trying to create any obstacles for me. She's, she's my greatest support. Like, she's just like, okay, how can I be helpful? How can I be a support system to him? And how can I then get out of his way so he can do the thing he's going to do? Was she and always like that? Was she always my, supportive? She's, she's, she's the shit dude. My, my, my wife is I love that. <laughs> the most incredible human being when it comes to just 
like support and she's such a calm woman too like she's really my wife's heart beats at like 53 beats a minute (laughs) (laughs) i mean that's it think of that that's like that's like 20 beats per minute slower than most people's right her blood pressure is like 60 over 80 nice like it's like she's got low blood pressure a low heart rate like my wife is just like calming She's just, she's steady. She's steady and, and, and that's so different from me, right? I'm like, <laughs> you know? So um, it's interesting, but we, we, we manage really well together. So what's it like uh, being a, a super busy person who gives a damn about their family, you know, and doesn't want their, their, their kids to... Uh, you know, just see them as this provider, but someone who's actually there, someone who's actually present. You know, I, I, I don't, I've never met your daughter, but I know her name, Charisma, right? Mm-hmm. I've got um, two, Taylor and Charisma. Okay. Um, Charisma lives with her mom in Canada. And so, you know, sadly, I don't see her as much as I would like to. I don't, I'm not with her day to day. So, you know, her and I FaceTime as often as we can. And we talk a lot. We have a really deep and beautiful relationship you know her and i too don't have a day-to-day uh correspondence you know it's just it's it's not there so i've had that luxury of 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 that not being uh something that i'm missing in my day-to-day life because she's not here you know i'm so i'm not i'm not absent from her life because she's not in she's not physically in front of me to be absent from right and when she does visit that's when i'm really focused on her and so my life does tend when when charisma comes to town, everybody knows, oh, Jamil's focused on his <laughs> daughter right now. So like I cancel everything for sure. I yep. push everything off. I'm like, nope, everything else can F off. I've got her right now. So then I'm like tunnel vision on her, you know, and then she leaves and then I'm like back in life. Yep. And so that's how it goes. And with uh, Taylor, my soon to be 17 year old, she's almost 17. Right. So it's not like she's just like you know, spend time with me. (laughs) She's not, she's not in that phase of life right now. Right. She's in that, like, say, um, I'm, I'm me and my friends are are leaving right now and we're going to take the car, you know, like she's she's 17, you know, she's doing 17 year old stuff. So I'm lucky. I'm fortunate because I I don't have really young kids right now that are jockeying for my attention. I've, I've, I've got a fairly open runway of, of time and opportunity family wise to, to um to explore life and to grow i think the the hardest thing that i'm i'm dealing with right now is just with the commitment that i have to the astro community with the commitments that i have to promoting the television show and creating it with the commitments i have to keegley and being a founder and 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 a provider and and a resource for that company as well the time that i get to spend with my wife is limited and so Um, that, that right now is the one piece where I think that I, I could probably do some better work to make sure that I'm showing up for her a little more, you know, when you, uh, when you mentioned a while back and you said it in passing, you know, you, as far as I know, you are not a braggadocious type person. Um, but you said it in context, but you had mentioned that, um, that, you know, you, you had made your take home was, was, you know, close to half a million, um, 
um, that month. month. Yep. And, and that was, you know, that, that was mind blowing for me. Um, but you know, after I, after I, you know, shook that one off and realized this is a reality for you. Um, you also told a story later on about how you were sitting with people who were, I want to say they were making like a million a, a day or so it was some crazy number. And that's when almost a light bulb went off for you that like, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not thinking big enough. What do you think that you'll ever get to the point to where enough is enough? And I hate to ask that question, yeah. but I'd love to hear your answer. I don't know that like, it's not a so much about like how much, because I don't spend what I make. Right. Not even close. You know, I, 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 I'm a simple guy, right? Like you guys see, I have simple tastes, you know, you don't see me flossing around in million dollar vehicles. And I'm, you know, I don't live on a, you know, in a $30 million house or anything like that. I just got simple tastes. I got pretty standard. I mean, I have nice things. My home is beautiful. Uh, it's, it's, I live in a great neighborhood. I drive the car I want to drive. You know, if I wanted to drive a million dollar car, I could, but I don't want to. I like what I drive. I like, you know, my Ford Bronco. It's cool. You know, so I just do my thing. So it's not about like accumulating, but I think that that's how we keep score here. Absolutely. So I'm in the game. So I don't know that it's a mat. It's it's like, when is enough enough? It's not about enough. It's just like, oh, I'm in the game when we're still keeping scores. So away we go. Where we go. Well, let's, I want to ask you a little bit more, um, kind of not so much on the mindset and stuff, but more on the TV show. Could you tell us, you got the third season releasing, correct? Second season is Second season in December, right? So can you tell us a little bit about the TV show and your experiences doing that? And what's that like? Uh, Yeah, it's, it's fun, man. Like a TV show opens up more doors than you could ever imagine, right? So there's people that I would have never been able to talk to that, that will take my call now because I have a TV show. Right. It's just what it is, right? So it in terms of social credibility, nothing like it. In terms of time commitment, nothing like it. <laughs> it's the <laughs> it's the most taxing and and committing thing that we do all day. Hands down. It's, so what's the schedule like of that then? I mean Oh, it's like it's it's you know, six to eight hours a day, five days a week. Wow. And then I have other things I gotta do. Right. Which is like, you know, why on a Tuesday when I'm filming, you, you know, I'll, I'll have come from an eight hour shoot, 10 minute break in between, hop onto a call and run five to six hours on a coaching call. Yep. You can imagine what that feels like at the end of that day. Cause that is truly 14 hours of straight work. Yep. No stopping. Yeah, that's uh, I'm like 10 to I'm like 12 hour days now, but like, I mean, you're talking like four hours straight on the phone. I'm like, whew, you know, you're building that endurance. So I couldn't even imagine um, doing like what you're saying, six to eight hours of a TV show. I mean, I can't imagine, but not, you know, I'm not at the place there yet. So um, that's just a testament. You, to you, you. know, if it, if it ends up being your life, you'll do it. Exactly. You do you you, exactly. you you do what's important to you. That's another thing I've yep. really realized. It's like um, the TV show is important to me. I I enjoy working with Pace. I enjoy working with my sister. I enjoy working with Laura. I you know I get to see my wife on it every once in a while. We love the houses. We love you know beautifying homes. We like fixing and flipping. It's all it's real estate. It's what we do. It's great. 
So that's fun. And our crew is phenomenal. Like we have a beautiful crew, our, all, you know, right down to our, our production assistants. They're all incredible human beings, right? So we show up for them because it's a part of their livelihood. It's a part of what keeps them employed. We show up for ourselves because we enjoy being um, in a creative process. We show up for each other. I love hanging out with Pace. I love hanging out with Rahima and Laura. We show up for the network. We appreciate the amount of resources and energy that they're putting in behind our show. We show up for the production company because we know how hard it is to keep all these moving pieces together. And, and they last thing they need is some diva celebrity or some diva <laughs> talent coming in and messing things up for them. Right. So yep. there's, there's commitments you make and then you show up for those commitments. And so that's, that's a part of what we do every single day when we come to set. And those are the people and those are the things that we keep in mind when we're there. Right. It, that, that like, Hey, you're not just here alone, bro. You've got so many people here that are counting on you to do your best. So, Buck up and do it. For sure. How did this TV show idea come about? I mean, it seems like- It was like never an idea of ours. Like we didn't go out shooting a, or shopping a TV show. They came knocking on our door. Ah. Like, yeah. So they came knocking on uh, our door after watching a video on Pace's YouTube video or YouTube channel of him and I walking a house that we were going to fix and flip together. And our personalities just caught them. You know, yeah. they were like, there was a lot of humor, just what we do, right? Just, just being- um, goofy and funny and having, having a laugh with what we were encountering in the house. And, you know, the producer saw and they were like, these two are fun. We got to get them on our network. And so they came chasing us down. And at first we all thought it was fake, right? We were like, oh, there's no way this isn't really a, a, a network. It's like, cause you, cause when you, when you start to get some level of notoriety or you start to gain some following on social media, production companies reach out to you all the time. But for the most part, they're fake mm. or they're like they want you to pay for something. They want you to they want you to pay to shoot a pilot. They want you to pay to you know do this. And so it's just like it's this big rope a dope scam that that a lot of people get caught up in, especially social media influencers who are trying right. to chase fame. Yep. They become easy targets for these fake production companies or these like baby production companies that have no money, no connections and no budgets to come in and try and, and extract 50,000 or a hundred thousand from some schmuck who's got money, but wants eyeballs. Yeah. Interesting. I, uh, if, if, if we could switch gears just a little bit and, and I, I want to talk, I want to go a little bit dark, uh, right now and, and, you know, just to help some people out, but what is, what is one of the, what is one of the most memorable failures for lack of better words that you've had in real estate and how did you get out of that? Well, the most, you know, glaringly terrible failures I had was bankrupting my parents, right? Losing everything for them. And I, uh, you know, I, I, I spent the latter part of the last 10 years owning that and, and atoning for it and, and making up for it tenfold. So uh, I got my family involved in some development projects and I had my parents both co-sign those construction loans. And when the real estate market tanked and that we were holding a lot of subject to properties, which is again, why I'm, you know, I love, I, I, 
look, I, I never want this to be taken away. Like, Oh, Jamil doesn't love sub two. I love sub two. And I love what pace is doing. And I, I think he's a very intelligent man and he can handle his obligations better than anybody. And so, you know, my level of sophistication and Pace's level of sophistication that he's living in right now at the time when I was doing it aren't the same, right? I was young, I was disorganized, and I was just, I thought it would never end. But we were collecting leverage. We were collecting properties that had these, had these really, had mortgages on them. And, and when the market tanked and the market turned, we couldn't debt service a lot of that. On top of that, our construction financing was all getting recalled because lending practices and lending standards had changed. And so these banks, even though they had given us construction loans to do these projects, and they re they recalled or wanted to requalify the, those loans. And I didn't realize that once a bank gave you a loan that they could change their mind. Yeah. No but they can't. And so we just got caught. We got caught up in a system that we didn't understand. And leverage was not my friend. You know, there's a lot of people that 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 preach leverage being the most incredible. Like, for instance, Kiyosaki, you know, he, he talks about being hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. And it being the smartest thing that he could possibly do. And, you know, the because he doesn't pay any tax and, you know, people who pay taxes are communists and all the you know, his his position is is that. And, you know. To each their own. I, I think that if you want to live in a in a in a life where you gotta you gotta wake up and make a payment, you like every month you've got right. tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in payments due. That means you gotta generate all that cash that month to make those payments. Right. And if your tenant situations change or the rental market changes, and now you have a negative debt service situation where you owe where you owe m more then you're gaining an income every month that becomes problematic. And that just, there's only a matter of time before that ends badly. Right. So how did I overcome it? I don't fuck with loans. <laughs> mm. That's a good answer. <laughs> Glad to hear you say that, to be honest with you. I, um, I, I so I kind of grew up in the Dave Ramsey uh, sphere of influence until I I don't know. I, it was almost like I put Dave against Robert Kiyosaki and, and to me, Robert came out, for, you know, in, in, in one way or, or another, a little bit shinier than Dave. And it was more sure. so in the sense of, I like Dave for his kind of tried and true approach, you know, cause at the time we were, we were just trying to, you know, maintain the little finances that we had. There, there was no wealth or talks of, of any of that stuff. Then, you know, bring in Robert Kiyosaki. And I'm like, well, my mind's blown. But then I, I keep hearing this whole talk about debt, debt, debt. And even Grant Cardone and all these guys, you know, they're, they're big on debt. And me, I've, man, I've always been like, a, gosh, there's got to be a way that you can do this without, I understand the point of leveraging other people's money, <clears throat> but just being so leveraged to where, uh, I don't know, that was just scary to me. So it's, it's a massive relief, brother, for to, to hear you say that. Because Yes, you, you know, teach their own, you know, and, and there's no real true blueprint to do this thing. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not knocking what any of these guys do. Right. Like my best friend, he's he's got a lot of leverage. He collects leverage as a business model. Right. And he does a great job. He makes a ton of money and he teaches a lot of people how to gain financial independence by collecting leverage. So is there is there anything wrong with it? No. 
No, it's just that level of stress. I ain't, I'm not interested in it. I, I don't want to wake up and ever say, man, I got to work today because I got all these payments to make. Right. Right. You know, I can, I can call it a day now. Today, I could just say, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> not, no, nobody would be able to say anything to me That's because true. I don't got it. I don't know anything on my house. I don't know anything on my cars. I, I, I am debt free. Beautiful. Debt free. I got lots of cash in the bank. I got money coming in from investments that would pay my lifestyle every single month. I wouldn't need to do jack squat. I can't wait for the day I'm debt free. College kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> right? So um Man, well, well, thank you for that. I, uh, I, I'd like to, you know, maybe switch the 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 thing and go a little bit more in the the light side. What's um, like what's what's other than that lesson? What's one of the greatest lessons that you've learned in real estate so far? One of the greatest lessons that I've learned in real estate, yes, sir, or just in business? Um, business, yeah. Let's go with business. I think one of the greatest lessons I've learned in business is that the returns that you might expect that you can get are relational to what you think is possible. Mm. Mm, that's good. So think big. Yeah. Again, bigger targets, bigger returns, and you can get them. So I used to believe, and I was told, and we're all told that, anything better than an eight to 10% return is criminal or like not true or too good to be true or impossible. Right. And you want to know who tells us that the people who want us never making more than that. Yep. Sure. Meanwhile, the banks, you give them a dollar, they lend out 10 on your dollar mm. and they charge interest on it. Yep. Think of that. You think they're making 8%? You think they're making 10%? way more ah interesting what um what what is what's your definition of success it's changed it was a it was definitely it had a number on it once upon a time and it doesn't anymore for me I think that success, you never feel like you got it because you can chase money all you want, right? You can say, oh, I'm going to be, I'm going to feel successful when I have $20 million. Okay. Get it. See how you feel. You're not going to feel successful because there's <laughs> going to be a billionaire out there that's going to piss on you and you're going to feel like, oh, I ain't nothing. I got nothing. I'm a little <laughs> pipsqueak. So that won't work. You're, you could say success is going to be when I build a, incredible company. Okay, cool. You're going to build an incredible company and then there's going to be a Tesla out there that's going to piss on you and you're going to realize, oh, you ain't done nothing. Hmm. Okay, so that's not going to work. Success could say, when I retire, when I have, I don't have to work anymore. I get to, I get to just be, live free and wake, go to the beach every day until that's your life and it, that sucks after about three weeks. And then what? 
Because after three weeks of a holiday, I'm like, okay, get me out of this. I want to. I, I need. I need back in the world, right? Put me. Put me back in. So true. So, with that said, success to me now is once you find something that gives you purpose. Hmm. What do you find that gives you purpose? Right now, it's been watching all of you guys crush it. It's awesome. Like that to me, it's like, I, I don't, I'm not even, I don't even care about making 20 grand a day. I'm like, ooh, yay. But then if I hear you made 20 grand a day, that gets me off. That's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> Cause like, I know I did something in your life and it meant more to you than it did me. That's phenomenal. Yeah. It's, that's, phenomenal. that's an incredible answer. I'm just sitting here, just locked lock the fuck in just listening to like all this mindset just soaking this stuff in this that was such a good answer it's real I, uh, it's just like it's true like it's like it's mm-hmm. such an interesting phenomenon that happens to you when you get to that spot you're like oh wow that's what that that's what that means got it like the dollar is never going to matter it's like when you start to do things for other people and it, in your outward focus like your success is based off of helping others and pushing other people and doing stuff for other folks. It's like, that is purpose. Like that's something that I can, you know, even now, like I say it all the time, but like I could die now and I'd be super happy because I know that I had an impact on, on thousands of lives. And, you know, I, 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 I played the game. Well, I gave it my best. Mm. Phenomenal brother. Jamil, thank you so 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 much for your time man and and as we as we land the plane so to speak i'm just just a couple couple kind of questions that we like to ask most guests um just to get a real good perspective you know and what what what's one thing that you would or what's a what's a word of inspiration for a brand new wholesaler someone getting started in our world like a word of inspiration? Yes, sir. Like what's what, you know, a word of caution, word of inspiration. What's one thing you would like all new wholesalers getting into this world right now to know? You're not working as hard as you think you are. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> <Yeah>. Period. <laughs> You're not. Nobody is. Yep. Even I am not. And I'm working damn hard. And I can still go harder. I can still do more. I can still be better. Just, you know, get over this concept that like, oh my God, it's like the victim. Like, oh, I have a job and oh, I only have a hand. It's like, those things are hilarious to me. Cause like you, you listen to like Tabitha, right? Tabitha was on our challenge today. And this girl, you know, she's an ER nurse. She got two kids. She got a spouse. She's got all these responsibilities yet. She still finds time to kick out two hours of, of work a day and she makes $30,000 a month from just two hours a day of work. Phenomenal. You know, and, and so like when I hear somebody come in and be like, every time I pick up the phone and I talk to an agent, they always say, I, I like, that's when I want to delete that person. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you are so full of shit yep. because you did something five times and you think that you deserve the world for it. That's, that, that's the piece of it. You're brand new. That's what I want to tell you. Awesome. Awesome. Do this 10,000 times and then, and then complain. Boom. Brother, um, what's, what's your current message to the world? Real vague question, but I'd love to know if you could meditate. There you go. 
That's it. You want to you wanna find peace? Meditate. You want to find your purpose? Meditate. You want to find your, your big idea? Meditate. You want to quit drinking? Meditate. Hmm. Meditation. Got it. Got it. Jamil, sir, again, thank you so, so much for your time, brother. I mean, this got has it. been an invaluable lesson for us and, and everyone who's watching and listening, I'm sure, is going to take some tremendous nuggets. And guys, listen to this podcast over and over and over again. I can promise you, you're not, there's no way in hell that you're going to get everything that Jamil said by listening to this thing once. Go and follow him, get, plug into his brain. This, this is a person that will lead you correctly that will lead you in the right direction um, especially in the world of wholesaling real estate so jamil brother from the bottom of tanner and i's heart we're so grateful for you and we thank you so much for your time and energy on this show absolutely guys take care absolutely take care guys peace what up guys thank you for watching or listening to another episode and look here's the deal if you got value out of today's episode we kindly ask that you subscribe and like and get this bad boy going and look if you're in florida we're in florida that's our marketplace and we want to help your deals get to the finish line so if you got any deals that need help with dispo send us an email we're at deals at unwindinvestments.com you can also submit it via our property submission form online at unwindinvestments.com slash deals and guys we want you to be the next guest on our show so get out there and hustle and grind and let's get to work we'll see you in the next episode peace